You're listening to Father Lead. I wasn't necessarily thinking about the podcast when I was breaking. <laughs> here's Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. Well, Harrison Burton wasn't necessarily thinking of the podcast in the time being, but I hope you all are thinking of the podcast as you're listening of it right, listening to it right now. Uh, welcome back. Brand new episode. I know. We, we ha- I mean, we skipped a week in one of the most crucial times of the, ch- the championship season. What's, yeah. What were we doing? Why did we skip a week? What were we? You doing? were out of town. Oh, I was in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we missed that much. It was just post-Texas. Kevin Harvick wins. Chase Elliott wrecks. Kind of the round of eight season for me. Yeah. All right, so brand new episode on deck. Uh, almost a year now since we started this whole joint. <laughs> is that what we're calling this now, a joint? Uh, I don't know. This almost a, a year. Almost a year now. A since joint venture. A joint venture since we kicked this thing off. It'll be... Oh, my God. I, you said it last week or next week. Yeah, next week. Next week will be... One year. One year since we kicked this puppy off. Are we doing something like... If, uh, and the championship will be over. And it will be our one year. That's like a crazy show. The championship has been decided. Kyle yeah. Busch could very well maybe be the champion. You're going to be in. You would be maybe. In like a super duper mood. I would. And then if he's not the champion, our one year show will be very pretty bland, much like it was last year. Bland. Yeah. Well, I will say if you have stuck around for the entirety of what is almost a year, we do appreciate you listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed every episode so far, except the two of you who have decided to take time out of your day to leave nasty comments on us on Apple, but that's neither here nor there. And we, um, so it's the season finale, too. So season finale. Season one is over. Yeah. We are so ending season one of the podcast. And ending season one. This the, was, go ahead. Ending season one, the ending of the postseason, ending of the 2019 season, and NASCAR's coming up. This and, was something I was confused about. Okay. When we end season one and we start the next episode. So the, ne- the next episode is what? Episode 42. Two. Two. So when we start season two, is it season two, episode 43, or is it season two, episode one? It'd be season two, episode one. Okay. But I don't know if that, I don't know if next week should kick off season two. Well, no, next two. week wouldn't. It would be the next week. The, the week following that. Right, the week following would, that. Would kick off season. The season finale would be, we're talking about the season finale race, and it's our end of our first season, okay. year anniversary. Right? I guess. I was thinking season two was going to kick off when uh, next year started. Oh, so we are, we're, we're doing podcasts, and then we're starting, because we did start the podcast, like, in an odd place in the season, like when the season ended last year. Yeah, literally the two two days after. So the your season thought ended. is is your thought that so we'll be doing podcasts up until the Daytona 500, obviously. Yeah. Well, just a just a disclaimer: we we're liable to take a week or two off in the off season, especially around Christmas, around the holidays, maybe around New Year's too. Just to you know, we might take a week or two off. That's pretty much what I'm saying in the off season. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. It may be a week before we kick off season two, just so we could discuss what we want. But we're uh, doing, you know, we're doing shows. Yeah, throughout the end of the year. But does season two kick off after New Year's, or does season two kick off the week before the Daytona 500? I don't know. Like, are we continuing season one up until? That's kind of confusing. All of January. That'd be confusing. Maybe the season should be calendar seasons. So season two starts January, whatever we do after the first show after you know New Year's is over. Right? I mean, I guess that makes sense because, I mean, even if we started it next week with season two, it would be the same thing as if we just waited and started season two before Daytona. So, I don't know. We'll figure that out. But with new season... I think we need to devote the whole podcast to debating this. With new season comes new things, and Connor wants a new studio. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, I don't want a new God. studio. <laughs> the studio we have now is state-of-the-art, one-of-a-kind, can't beat it. Um, <laughs> everything here was purchased off Amazon. Um, but I want a table. I want. We have a table right here. I'm looking at it. Oh, uh, this is a coffee table. I want a table like a like a square table. You want the couch gone? Is that what you're saying? This couch? Yeah. Not necessarily gone. Do but... you want us sitting around a table instead of on the couch? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes, I would rather have a square table uh, sitting there. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why, but I want to implement the TV 
the television. That's right. You brought that up at some. I want to implement the television in the well, podcast studio. So should we move the studio over in front of the fireplace and we can uh, have a fire going? No, because of all this. I mean, I don't know. That's something to figure out in the off season as well. But I am lobbying for a podcast table. It just kind of feels weird sitting here staring at the wall talking instead of being able to like look at you and well the idea of, you know the idea of this originally was we were sitting here looking at cameras yeah well maybe okay maybe one day we'll get back to looking at cameras that's neither here and nor we there Twitter live tonight well, yeah we could have Twitter live tonight by the way it, if you like the Twitter live if you like the YouTube uploads please let us know comment on an Instagram post you can find us on Instagram at for the lead on Twitter at for the lead and at for the lead on Facebook. And YouTube, so whichever one that uh, you use most prevent, prevently is that a word? Prevently. 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 See, you you want a new studio. My vision, what I want is that corner over there. That's that's right there. You see that corner. Mm-hmm. I want that to be like a computer editing station where you've got two big monitors. You have this. Stick the Mac down here. Yeah, that's not, that's been a big disappointment for me. Um, <laughs> but so, it would make it look more official. Right. I mean, it's I all want, about looking the part, I, right? I, I want like a windows PC where we can quickly edit. And, and this goes to the same thing for your, your vlogs, vlogs yeah. because that's being done on a laptop, which is so tedious. I hate, I mean, you like laptops, a lot of people can, maybe not can, for editing a lot of people can do laptops i can't stand laptops i like laptops for surfing the internet and checking my email that's it uh graphic design editing and all that so i want like an editing bay over there and you know to crank out youtube videos to crank out vlog uh, or uh, podcasts and, and all that and i mean that's that's what i want so pretty much what we're trying to get at is this renovation is going to be around ninety thousand dollars if there's <laughs> any donors out there who would like to donate we should start a gofundme we'll be setting up a gofundme following the show i i don't know how legit gofundmes are well if people donate money I, that's all that matters to me yeah true um so yeah, if you got ninety thousand dollars laying around, doesn't have to be ninety thousand, but it could be like eighty nine thousand, five thousand, um, five thousand. That seems like a reasonable price. Five thousand dollars to revamp the for the lead studio. I mean, it sounds like a good off season project for us to tackle during like one of the off weeks we could have. We also need to start implementing the green screen in season two. Hey, I have been all about that. I've done way more green screen videos, not lately, than you. Yeah, I just don't know what we could do. Well, I think the green screen comes in when you have an editing bay, and you can quickly walk over there, shoot your video on the green screen, quickly walk over to the editing bay, and throw in the backgrounds you want and all that. I think a square table down here for us to podcast on. Podcast on. We can have the diecast on there. And for some reason, I want the TV to be a part of the set. I don't know why. I feel like it would be cool to, like, if we could, like, we didn't know something off the top of our head, be like, oh, let's surf it or let's search the web. And we could HDMI, like, our laptop to the TV and pull it up right there on the I mean, TV. I think, what I, I think what I'm hearing is I'm going to need a TV for Black Friday. I'm going to need to buy. I'm not removing that TV from the fire. Why not? Place. Well, because we're I never down buy here another anyway. TV. We're never down here anyways. Other than when we're doing the podcast. Yeah, but. This is still like a movie room. Yeah. Um, so you're thinking about Black Fridaying a TV. I'm thinking about Black Fridaying. Then I get a TV for Black Friday that becomes the podcast studio TV. But my question is, where would we mount it in here? I don't know that we would mount it. I think we would get. You can get them on Amazon. A floor that rolls on the floor. The TV sticks to it, and we can put it on any side of the table we want, and just roll it around. The table. You can adjust the TV high. It can be right that up seems the sketch. end of the table. What? No, that, that's real. Um, that's what they have in like newsrooms and stuff. So uh-huh. like the TV is, it's like uh, the tripod. Like imagine the TV mounted right there on the tripod and it's just got little wheels on the bottom and you can wheel it around wherever you want the room. But I would want the TV to be a part of the shot and the set. That's right. So if the desk's here, the TV would be behind, we would be on two sides oh, of wait, the Oh wait, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Behind, yeah. Like right now. Yeah. If I were sitting here looking at you and you're looking at me, the TV would be on a stand right here. Gotcha. And we're talking to each other and then we could have the laptop, we could pull up if you wanted to search something or if we wanted to go to like check out this crazy YouTube video, you know, or whatever. Whatever. So see what I'm saying? Yeah. Something. God, this is expensive. So this is, something. This is getting out, out of hand. Something to look forward to in the off season happy veterans day it's veterans day exactly um want to go ahead and reach out and say thank you to all of those who have and uh are currently serving in our armed forces we do greatly appreciate you did i know any of your uh 
Yes, my my granddad. Yeah, he was a he was a part of the the army. I reserve uh not the reserves. He was a part of the army. He um he was a tank technician. Wow. So Did he, he fight in like one of the wars. No, he was. I believe he went overseas a couple times, but he was just strictly. He was like based. He wasn't out running running the fields, but um. <clears throat> so. Um, yeah, the so. armed forces is, was big in my family on my mom's side. My mom was in the Navy. My sister was in the Navy. She lived in Italy for a couple years. My brother was in the Army. He fought in the Iraq War. Um, my grandfather was um, served. Both grandparents, both grandfathers served on my mom and dad's side. Um, so, so many, uh, family members served in, in, in my family. So certainly happy veterans day. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely, uh, I think it's a big holiday that gets overlooked. Um, but nonetheless, we appreciate our veterans. NASCAR does a great job in honoring our veterans. Oh man. That and was, uh, uh, speaking of great job of honoring our veterans, yesterday's national anthem and Saturday's crazy. national anthem. I mean, talk about inspirational. Um, unfortunately, I don't know the, the, the man's name right off the top of my head, but he, uh, he did it for for both the Xfinity and the um, Cup race. Well, he sung "God Bless America" in the Cup race, and he did the what the national anthem in the Xfinity race. No, I, I think that's reversed. I think he sang "God Bless America" in the Xfinity and did the national anthem in Cup oh, race. Okay. But nonetheless, it was it was an awesome tribute to uh, to him and all of his his accomplishments. I, like I said, I wish I I knew his name, but um, once again, just wanted to say thank you to all the veterans who are serving and to those who have served. It means a lot. But uh, moving on, the final four is set. <laughs> we are down to the nitty gritty. Uh, we were, man, we were, we could have been in Homestead. Could have been in Homestead. Thanks, Chase. Yeah. So, well, we have lots to cover, lots to debate in this podcast about the final four, uh, our expectations, who are we pulling for, yada yada. But let's, uh, man, let's let's get into NASCAR heat, okay? Um, what? What about it? Timothy is currently suffering from what we like to call Vikernism. And if you don't know what Vikernism is, I'm going to need you to go to YouTube right now and look up Brian Vikernism. In 2011, in the fall race at Martinsville, Brian Vickers managed to get in five accidents in which he took out Regan Smith, Juan Pablo Montoya, Jamie McMurray, Matt Kenseth, and himself. Can I just say that I have had the this season of all the seasons and the hours that we've raced has been the least controversial least accident prone season i've ever had in nascar heat four would you not agree with that yeah but should have dnf'd at martinsville uh yeah thanks for the reminder is i i mentioned bringing a soundboard in for next season is 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 that going to be one on the soundboard <laughs> that's going to be one on the soundboard all right that sounds good to me but nonetheless timothy is suffering from vicarnism uh, we ran both Poconos last night, so we're currently running the 2020 schedule on NASCAR Heat Pocono 4. Pocono sucks. Anybody uh, that has NASCAR Heat 4, I just recommend you not race Pocono. Timothy's never been a big fan of Pocono. I've done well at Pocono. I'm struggling a little bit in, in Heat 4 to figure it out. because after six laps, your car just goes head on into the wall. Yeah, which tends to happen on a lot of tracks, but it, it seems a little bit harder to handle at Pocono. You have a 90-something point lead now. Yeah, so I've, I've, stretched, so I've stretched it a little bit. Timothy's kind of been hanging in there. Mainly in part because I've lost my cool and junked some people and DNF myself. Yeah, so that, times. that was right. The last podcast we came up with that DNF thing. I think. I think it was a podcast before last. Oh really? Yeah. And so any DNF, it's like we gotta we gotta park it. Yeah. And so that's actually I think you've DNF'd more than I have, which is a huge shock. Yeah, but just like Kyle Busch, I'll show up when it matters. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's all when you when you lay in bed tonight and say your prayers can we all say a prayer for Timothy suffering through vicarism right now well, and I, I think that and we talked about this this is kind of like I mean it's not just NASCAR heat four related that's just my personality yeah I, I would say that it's all all gas no brakes and some people would view that as a good thing as a as a good thing to move forward in life but sometimes you just got to pump the brakes even if it's to make the corner and a lot of the times at heat four Timothy just doesn't make the corner um, when I hear into the wall. So you're saying sometimes in life too, I just don't make the corner. You, you just miss it, okay? Sometimes you miss the setup. Sometimes I mean, you miss the corner. Because I get bent out of shape, and I just start the mouth just starts moving. Yeah, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, let's let's all say a quick prayer for for Timothy I tonight. That. Um, uh, so today, uh, aside from being podcast day, the day after Phoenix, and Veterans Day, 
we had a pretty busy day today. This was a busy day. This was like a road trip day for the ages. So today we took a trip to West Virginia to visit our good friend and number one fan. I don't even like calling him a fan of the podcast because that makes him sound like he's below us. He's a right. he's a strong supporter. Gabe, you're right there with us, buddy. Gabe, Gabe, and I think Connor said this at some point. You're not our friend. You're family. You're family now. Exactly. Okay. Um, so we took a trip to West Virginia. And, uh, yeah, we met up with Gabe. Um, a lot of you know Gabe. He, he makes a lot of videos on the podcast uh, promoting for us. He does a really good job, and we, we certainly do appreciate that. It was so cool to meet him. Yeah. In person. And, he, and, I mean, we've watched his videos, you know, that he posts all the time and his excitement. And yeah. So we met up with him at, a, at his house. He proceeded to whip us in pool. Um, oh, let's wait a minute. Let's... Let's let's just spend one minute on pool because I'm better at pool than Connor. Finally, there's okay, I had a bad game. Okay, no, 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 no. I am better at pool than you. Can we just agree to that and move on to the next topic? Nope. You haven't played me in pool. I, you I played wish Gabe. We'd played together. I wish we had played each other. I would have run the table. I would have ran the table. I would put the eight ball in off the break. Off the break? Yeah, That's you probably would have. Well, that would have won the game automatically. I, I told Gabe and Timothy when we got there, I'm, I'm better at, at eight ball pool on yeah, iMessage. Right. That seems to be generation, what am I, generation Z or X? You're, um... Z? I'm not a millennial. That's right, you're not a millennial. I'm generation Z, I believe. Uh, well, any anything who's, anything who, anyone who was born from 1998, present, um... Is probably better at eight ball pool than they are at regular pool. I mean, that's just how it is. If I'm not, prove me wrong. Comment on our Instagram at for the lead. Um, so yeah, it was, it was cool to to visit his house and see his Jimmy collection. Obviously, he's a huge Jimmy fan. Uh, played pool, but then we headed about three minutes away from his house to right. the Greenbrier. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, never been there before. Obviously, the Greenbrier is this huge estate, um, hotel, casino, and it's really really awesome. And I mean, Gabe is like the best tour guide you can oh my God. imagine. I mean, he has yeah. so much knowledge of that place, NASCAR, everything. And Gabe, you said you wanted to work at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. You would love to work there, as, and and stuff. And I could I could see you being an excellent tour guide at the Hall of Fame. So if there's anything we can do to help you get the ball rolling on that, I will look up some information for you because, dude, you you killed it on that tour. You every room we went in, you knew. Um, facts about it and history about it and stuff and uh you know that, that was really cool you did a, you did a really great job of that but so the Greenbrier is what 200 some odd years old yes it was you know used in the war as something and i'll be damned if the first thing we do <laughs> we go into the theater there's a movie theater in there and timothy sits in the chair that franklin d roosevelt planted his ass in and if he doesn't break the chair <laughs> He rips the handle off, off, off the chair. Uh, the first, the, the the first twenty minutes of, of of us being there, it's like I lifted my arm up and the whole armrest came up with it. Yeah. So we that really set the tone on the day. Um, by the way, Greenbrier has an, a phenomenal red velvet cupcake. Um, I really enjoyed that cupcake. Messy, it's messy. Messy. I mean, I I was still breaking through the icing, and you were. Almost done with well, it. Well, no, I had to peel the icing off to get to the cupcake, and then I kind of took bites of the icing afterwards. Yeah, it was really good. I, I really, I really did enjoy it. It'd be nice to, to eat in one of the restaurants there one day. I know, I know he was telling us they have like a bunch of Christmas stuff coming up. They got ice skating, about to put up the Christmas trees. So, um, if you've if you've never been to the Greenbrier and you live in the surrounding areas, or if you don't, um, definitely the Greenbrier is something to check out. I'm not a big golf person myself, but I I asked a lot of questions today and was really invested into the tour and the history of the Greenbrier. So it was, it was a whole lot of fun. Gabe, I'm, I'm glad we got to come visit you today. And, um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be seeing you soon, man. Yeah, we look forward to seeing Gabe uh, here in the studio at some point in the future. Yeah, that'd be really cool. But uh, some NASCAR nuggets to get to. We, we missed this last week. And, of course, yeah. the big news comes out the, the week we got to miss. Roger Penske buys IndyCar in Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I mean, if that wasn't the biggest flex in auto racing history, I can I, I, I can see buying Indy I can see buying Indianapolis because he's he's owned tracks before. But then I was like, he's am I reading this right? He's buying the IndyCar series. He has cars in the IndyCar series. That's just I don't. What do you think about that? Well, uh, as someone who's not really 
really interested in IndyCar and stuff. I don't, I don't know how it's going to affect them. Um, I don't know what Indy... But, okay, let's kind of... I get what you're saying. Let's say Roger Penske, as a car owner, buys NASCAR. Now, probably not going to happen, but to, to answer what I'm trying to get at is... Okay. Roger Penske buys NASCAR. Should he be allowed to own teams that run in NASCAR? No, I don't believe... Like, I don't believe Roger Goodell should be able to right. own, should own an NFL team. Right, that's exactly the same comparison. Or an NFL owner be able to buy shares in the NFL. It just doesn't seem right to me. Right. Um, I don't think that would be right for NASCAR. I don't think he would buy NASCAR. I don't think they would allow him to. So I, I don't know how indie, I don't know how IndyCar people feel about it, but it's certainly a big flex. The man's got clout. Um, might be one of the richest people in America. Who knows? Um, and he's a... Um, um, meanwhile, we've got two cats in the studio about to claw each other's head off. Uh, Boots and what's the other one's name? Uh, Bella. Bella. Well, sh- they get grumpy when they're hungry. When's the last time they were fed? I just fed them before we started. Oh, you have a Snickers when when you're not yourself. Um, but yeah, back to what we were saying. You know, I don't I don't know what it's gonna do. Um, everybody's talking about this merger with IndyCar and NASCAR running in the same weekend. I think that would be really interesting. I'm not sure how it would work out for the sport. I think it would. I think the sole purpose of that would be to bring new fans to this to the sport of NASCAR and new fans to the sport of IndyCar. How does it? Because Roger Penske said, I think, in his press conference after this, uh, and and it's kind of switching to kind of Indianapolis itself. How the Brickyard 400 is by far, I think, the most disastrous race of the year in terms of, of of the way it looks with nobody there. Such a big facility, but his goal is to turn, is to, you know, think outside the box and turn it around. Is that possible? What do you think about that? Putting lights there, because will that turn it around? I don't know. No, I think, you know, day or night, that race is going to suck. There's definitely a lot of improvements that can be made to that race that I don't know of. I don't know what can save Indy at this point. Just the racing just isn't good. And honestly, I don't think. I don't think Indianapolis Motor Speedway as a whole is a good track for NASCAR, but there's so much history there that it, obviously under Roger Penske, we're not going to be leaving there for a while. One of the problems, and I think it's it's kind of the mindset of younger fans in some of the comments that I read about Indianapolis, is everybody that goes to a race nowadays wants to see the entire track. Yeah. And at Indianapolis, which I've been there, you can only see, depending, I mean, you're sitting on the front stretch, you can only see the front stretch. You're sitting in one of the turns, you can really see only one of the turns because of all the stuff that is built up in the middle of that track. A lot of people were saying, bulldoze the infield so everybody can see stuff. I have what I think is the only way to have a packed house at the Brickyard is to run the Indy 500 during the day and the Brickyard 400 that night. Yeah, but everybody leaves after the Indy 500. But will they now? Will I they would. Out? Will they? I would. You could give me a free ticket to Indianapolis to the Brickyard. Um, All right. Well, there goes that theory. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Well, then how do you turn it around? I mean, how do you how do you do that? I mean, you put a road course in there. Nobody's going to be able yeah. to see the whole road course. I mean, well, let's start with let's start with the main issue. Okay, let's start with the product on track. Um. Aside from twenty seven the twenty seventeen junk fest that was the Brickyard four hundred, where saw Casey Case Casey Kane winning. Shout out Casey Kane, hope you're enjoying retirement. And shout out Brad Sweet, one of his uh dirt drivers for winning the championship this weekend. Um yeah, you know, there's I just that was a, actually an exciting finish to that race. It was an exciting finish, yeah, but it's like do, is that what we want out of a out of a race? No. Um I think the product on track isn't good at all. Um you can't pass um, cars get super spread out, but that seems to be everywhere. It seems to be everywhere, but like there's a, there's other big issues. The other big issue you, you can't see, um, put restrictor plates on them, have them run a Talladega style race at Indy. And is really, is Indy the right market for NASCAR? I've never been. I don't know. No, I, I don't, I don't believe it. Is. How many seats are in Indy? In Indy? I feel like 200,000. And if they're only selling, they only had what I, I think a Less week or two before 50, a week or two before the race I thought I saw they only sold thirteen thousand tickets. Bank it. Bank it. Bank all the turns. Uh, 
it's super hard to get people to come out to a race that a the package we have on track is not ideal to what people want to watch b the maybe the time of the year that like this year the Colts were in town that weekend well, or uh, never mind the Colts were out of town that weekend well i mean so Let's put this in tickets for Indy. Average probably a hundred bucks. So a hundred bucks a ticket. Am I going to take my family to Indy? This is and this is just like football. Are you going to take? Are you going to go to a football game and pay a hundred dollars for a ticket if you can only see ten yards of the game? No. So there you go. So there's just big underlining issues there with Indy. Um, with uh with the on track package we have now mixed with not being able to see, but. Like a lot of things in the sport, the rich history keeps tying us to. But that's not NASCAR's history. This is no dates back to 1994. Yeah, so it's not NASCAR's history. Tracks, I mean, tracks come and tracks go. This to me, we we discussed this. North Wilkesboro died for this. Uh, you're right. I mean, I think this should be a track that just should go. Yeah, I think Nash Nashville. I think we can put more fans and seats at Nashville year by year by year. Then we can Indian Indianapolis. Um, <clears throat> would I like to see that swap? Absolutely. I haven't been a fan of NASCAR running an Indy July Fourth weekend. A, it's hot. B, it's July Fourth weekend. If you're in the middle of the country, usually people flee flee to the beach. Um, and C, why are we leaving Daytona? I, I, look, I'm not really a big fan of tradition in NASCAR, but Daytona at the beginning of the season and Daytona in July are two things I will always stand for. And What's more American, what's more NASCAR than Daytona Beach on 4th of July weekend under the lights? I mean, I understand, you know, people, maybe, you know, people don't want to come out to the race, but it's, uh, yeah. I, I feel like the attendance, the attendance has been okay, despite the weather issues this past year and the year before last, but what's the good of moving Daytona into hurricane season in Florida? I, what do you, then what are you going to do when, yeah. when everybody has to evict the state? I mean, it's just, I feel like... Those two races shouldn't have been switched. Either Indy should have been dropped completely or just move. Everybody's like, oh, this is a crown jewel race. You can't get rid of it. Well, it wasn't a crown jewel race in 1993. They weren't even running here. But does anybody care about that? No. I mean, um, nobody really cares anymore that it's a crown jewel. To me, the only crown jewel race is the Daytona 500. I remember when, I remember when guys won the pole back then, and they were genuinely happy. Oh yeah, because you know what that's you know what that locked them into the clash, mm-hmm. and people were pe- that that was bragging rights. Like, yeah, I'm in. Now we have too many, you know, qualifications that you. I mean, all you got to do is be a driver with two legs who can look straight, and you're in the clash. Um, there's just too much stuff, and. But does NASCAR now, with Roger Penske owning it, does that does NASCAR now? try to save it because Penske owns it. Well, I think there's a lot of pressure on Penske. I think he's going to take on a lot himself too. I mean, he's publicly said he's he's going to do everything in his wheelhouse does, too. Does money I mean, does does making this race more valuable for a driver winning do anything? Like uh I don't know. Well, the winner gets 5 so, million dollars. So, so we up the purse. So I mean, because you know, the wins I mean, I, you don't remember this, and I don't know why NASCAR does not try to get back to this. The Winston Million, the Noble Five. When Earnhardt won his last race at Talladega in 2000, he won the Noble Five million dollars. And those were some of the most exciting races because you had five guys going for a million dollars. Their cars were painted different, and it was like. But we we got we got away from all of that. I mean, what, so would that change anything? Five million dollars to the winner of, of Indy. I, I do think we should do a dash for cash thing in the Cup Series, like we do in the yeah, Xfinity for a Series. Yeah, million bucks. Um, I think it's super interesting. I think it puts a lot on the line for drivers. It makes drivers race hard because I mean, who doesn't want a million bucks? You know, so that's definitely going to be something to keep our eye on in the future. But definitely let us know your opinions. Um, hit us up on Twitter at for the lead. I would love to read through you guys. Opinions on IndyCar and um, Roger Penske owning it, and what are we going to do with uh, the Brickyard 400? But uh, transitioning from that, um, I know personally, and I'm, you know, I know Timothy. We've all said things that we've regret. We and we've all said things that have cost us. Am I right? I've never said anything that I have regretted. Well, that is a lie. You're sitting on a throne of lies. 
You're not Santa Claus. You smell like beef and cheese. Bubba Wallace was fined for intentionally wrecking himself. I don't want to say wrecking. For intentionally spinning himself out at Texas after a tire went down in an interview post qualify or excuse me post practice. Oh, I should have pulled the audio at Phoenix that. this weekend. He said he learned from Joey and Brad and said that pretty much admitted to his guilt of intentionally spinning out and said until NASCAR does something about it, who cares? Well, he woke up next. The next morning, with a uh, fine of fifty thousand dollars on his hand and a dock of points, what they yeah, dock hold on, on Brad and Joey. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me. Uh, let me... So are you were. Whoa. You learned. You did what again? I learned from Brad and Joey. So are you worried about anything or? Like what? Until they do anything, no. Not the only one to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm racing for myself, not yeah. for Larson, not for Chevrolet. <laughs> at that moment, for myself, I'm going multiple laps down. All right, shout out Dustin Long for right. shooting that video. I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, yeah, Bubba. Oh, man, that's tough. Um, $50,000 to a team like that and a driver like that who's kind of been struggling, maybe not making, you know, bringing home the most in, in purse a week. That hurts. Indy paid um, well. Indy did pay well. Um, you know, I'm going to go back to what he said. Every driver has done it, yes. Um, should NASCAR do anything about it is my question well and and the issue is is that he admitted to it so nascar says they can't prove a driver spins out there's too many variables to to prove 100 percent that a driver spun out on purpose unless you have that driver admit to spinning out on purpose and then when they do that nascar has to act. I believe this is something that needs to be discussed in the driver's council. Um, is as that like, even still active? I don't know how active it is, but I think guys like Jimmy Johnson, veterans, Kyle Busch, you know, maybe um, Kevin Harvick should step up and really, um, you know, step forward and really make... Is there a driver in the garage right now that is like the voice of NASCAR? Um, it was no. Dale Earnhardt. It was Jeff Gordon. Jeff Burton was kind of, you know, he had some. Well, he some was the clout. mayor. Uh, you know, um, guys like uh, Tony Stewart, Dale Jarrett. No, and I, I think we're struggling with that now. But if I would turn to one guy, I would obviously turn to Mr. Seven Time Jimmy. But my thing is, I think it's some. It should. I do agree with what Dale Earnhardt Jr. said that it should be something that the drivers should police. It should be a code of conduct type ordeal, and I think. You need to protect the integrity of the sport, and I by you know racing, and if you have a flat tire, not spinning yourself out. I think that protects the integrity of the sport. Um, I understand the situations of some guys; it can be hard. You know, what, uh, yada yada yada. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not racing for you. I'm not. I don't care about you, Larson. I understand that. Chase. Yeah, I understand all that. But at the end of the day, it's about protecting the integrity of the sport. Um, Dale Jarrett said, "Keep your mouth shut." Yeah. Um, was the fine warranted though? Was fifty thousand dollars warranted for that? Well, the only the only thing I can go back on is when Michael Waltrip Racing manipulated the results at the end of the race. Each of his teams fined fifty points and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So um, it's definitely definitely a tough blow on 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 a you know maybe a I, little bit underfunded here's team. What, here's what I think. I think that. NASCAR didn't like his comments, and they said we're going to show you we're going to show you that you need to keep your mouth shut next time. That's what I think. Well, yeah, I definitely think they used him as an example. Um, not that I don't, not that I think you know every driver who intentionally spins out will come out and admit to their guilt. Um, well, but Joey Logano, but Bubba, Martinsville, yeah, but Bubba Wallace has shown that he is not someone who holds back, and that um, can be a detriment. That can hurt him. Yes, very much so, and I, and it did this weekend. So definitely something to keep our eye on here. Moving, so, I don't so, think. We'll... But but if if Kyle Busch, okay, is we're at Homestead, All we're right. at Homestead this week. Kyle Busch gets a flat tire. In order to not go a lap down, do you want him to spin that car out to bring out a caution? Um. Yes and no. Um. Yes, because it saves them. But no, because like. I don't think it would help him that much either. I mean, you spin it, you you, you spin it out. You're gonna have to come to pit road. You're gonna have to change the tire. You're gonna have to start in the back, anyways. But you don't lose a lap. You don't lose a lap, no. But I mean, if 
If it's your driver, you're going to be for it. If it's not, you're not going to be for it. That's um, true. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah, it, it's right. almost, I, and I told Timothy earlier this week, um, or earlier last week, it's it's almost as if, you know, someone in the NFL faking an injury to stop momentum. If it's your team, maybe you mind it. I would say most people don't mind it. You know, they're just like, you know, turn the cold shoulder to it. But, you know, we've all been fans of a team and had our team rolling down the field, whether it be, you know, the last drive or, you know, they really need to score here. And, and, and the opposing team, a player has, you know, fell to the ground and is, quote, unquote, injured. Um, that, that is what we call momentum stoppers. And, and to me, it, it's pissed me off because I know what they're doing. And it, it's a tactical approach to the game in order to slow momentum. Um, well, this, it's kind of like boxing, and and we we watched a huge boxing match. Yeah, we did um, watch that. Well, this weekend, it's like hug when they get in hug each other, you know, mode. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it needs to be policed by the drivers. Um, but 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 so what if a driver sees somebody do it? Do they wreck them? How how is it? No, I, because it's really like you said it, it. It's hard enough for us to tell if they spun out. On purpose, I'm sure it's easier. It's easier to tell, you know, if you're a driver, if someone spun out on on purpose. Um, but I don't think you you target the guy and uh, and wreck him. I think that's just causing more problems than it's solving. Um, but I, I definitely think it hurts the integrity of the sport for guys to be like, oh crap. And I understand guys are racing for themselves, but you know, there's there's got to be a point where you draw the line where you just realize it is not your day, and that things happen and. You win some, you lose some, but you live to fight another day. Yeah. So, but that'll be what it is. It'll be interesting in the future to see if if guys take that approach. I'm I'm almost for certain no one's gonna come out and admit to it. But well, it's certainly not now. I don't think it's gonna be interesting to see if if we think guys spun out on their own. Um, but moving on, um, someone's future that is in question is that of Daniel Suarez. We're getting down to the final week, and we're hearing buzzing around Twitter that Cole Custer will take over the 41 and Daniel saying that I feel like we've been saying that every week and Daniel it's gonna happen but this was new to me that Daniel Suarez will go to a third car for RCR in the 31 that's that's crazy um crazy talk wow um I my apologies if you're listening to this podcast and you put that tweet out sorry dude I forgot your name um but I saw the tweet, and it said the announcement could be made as early as this weekend at Homestead and or before, so keep your eye out for that. Um, Cole Custer to the 41. I'm in favor of it because I think yes. that'll be a hell of a rookie battle. So we are potentially seeing, gonna could potentially see a rookie battle between Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer, and John Hunter Nemechek, which wasn't in the oh, notes, get out but of here. he's the rumor to go to front row motorsports yeah he'll, he'll be a moving chicane i know but i mean but four yeah four recognizable rookies, names none, yeah nonetheless um and i like that move for one reason um uh, so we remove custer from the 41 leave him in xfinity for a year this is what we're going to see in xfinity we're going to see harrison burton who will be ultra competitive i think oh yeah um we'll see harrison burton i mean i'm i like want to go to xfinity races to watch harrison burton now he, it's been a while since I've been to an Xfinity race, but we're going to one next year. Re- Martinsville, absolutely. That'll be. Oh yeah, we need to hit the truck, Xfinity, and absolutely. Cup at Martinsville. That's That'll, gonna that's be, gonna be epic. Weekend. Epic, um, and maybe maybe the, uh, our friends from uh, the NASCAR YouTube community will be here with us. But um, yeah, like if we leave Custer in Xfinity, I mean, oh, man, he's already got seven wins this year in Xfinity. He, I, he might hit eleven next year. I if we think leave him. if he stays in Xfinity. Xfinity is somewhat boring next year because he wins everything. Yeah. Um, I think if he's gone, man, you, you're going to see uh, great battles between a lot of Because it's all guns. new faces. Right. And then we got the, and then we got the gunslinger, uh, Justin Allgaier, which I think is good for the Xfinity series to have that guy right. stationed there. And truck series, we have Matt Kraft and Johnny Sauter right now. Those are the heavy hitters in that series. I but like, they're not dominators. No. They're not going to go out and dominate. And neither is Cole race. Custer. I mean, excuse me, neither neither is Justin Allgaier. Right. I think it'll be interesting, you know, say say Custer moves up next year. I think it'll be interesting to see Gregson in his second year versus Harrison Burton versus Riley Herbst. Um, who else do we have? I'm Austin missing some. Cindric is in there. Cindric, yeah. Um, I think it'll be just... Chase Briscoe, what is he running? Briscoe, he runs... 98? Yeah, the 98. Um... 
yeah, I, I think that um, that'll be an, a very interesting. And you know what would what would cap it off and be great is if uh, Jeb Burton got a ride, a full time yes, ride next year with, totally with Junior. Right. You are totally right. And we're um, going to try to get Ward here on the podcast during the off season. Also, also potentially going to get uh, Ryan Blaney on the podcast on the off season as well. Yeah, Those are we two potential awesome shows we could have after the season wraps. Yeah, up. we spoke to his his uh, PR guy Ian. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to him uh, this week. And uh, he gave you his card, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be cool to get him on there but um that's gonna wrap up the first part of the show we're gonna take a break and then when we come out come back from the break we're gonna do a phoenix deep dive uh dive into hamlin's domination yesterday and uh all boring the, <laughs> and all the rest of the shenanigans that come with the show so uh we're gonna go ahead and take a break so crash trouble tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read well download flipboard today flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself staying informed and getting involved go to the app store type in flipboard and you can download it for free and welcome back to for the lead uh so yeah now we get into phoenix this weekend one thing i want to mention that we've been doing that's pretty cool and gosh i wish we'd been doing it the whole season is listening to the scanners while we're watching the race yeah so recently i've got into listening to kyle um all race with my airpod in um his spotter his you know just him adam and and all those communications and uh, Xfinity, we listen to Bell, and uh, Truck, we listen to Natalie. So, but it makes me mad because I do get a little frustrated because you're listening, and it's I guess it's in real time. My, I'm four laps ahead. Four laps ahead of what we're watching. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I mean, are you gonna are, at Homestead this weekend while we're watching this? Kyle Busch like leading the race it's a tight battle are you going to be listening to that oh yes tend to go oh yes so you're gonna want to know he wins the championship before we actually see it on tv at that point i can't take it out oh, i'm too gosh. invested um see i just yes i, I will but see what frustrates listening. me is that you know that and i'm watching this and you could be listening to someone's scanner i know i mean I, and I, I listen to chase and you bounce like, around well, at phoenix i listen or uh what Texas? I was listening to Chase, and he hit the wall. Um, and you know, it's like. Uh, so, how do you feel about that? About what? The Chase incident. Like Chase's round of eight. Yes. I'm very disappointed. Well, we just have a, a message for our, our good buddy Chase. No, 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 you didn't. Oh. Well. Better luck next year. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Oh man, I don't know of anybody who's ever had a worse round of eight, and I I, I genuinely feel for the guy because a lot of it, you know, Texas that was on him. This week he blew a tire. You know, Martinsville the whole axle ordeal. I feel, I feel bad for him. The performance was there. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, it's not. I'm maybe that's not the right way. The speed parts and pieces weren't there. The speed was there. Martinsville. I mean, we're walking into the track and his car's on fire. Um, and yeah. I said, oh, well, I think that's the nine car on fire. Then he comes and passes almost every car, and then the jack drops, and you got a problem. Yeah. Texas, running top, boy, well, was kind of running was top like, 12 like or something, and got in that loose stuff and spun it out. This is like 15 laps into the race. Nine laps in. You know, up there, huge battle with Hamlin. Hamlin could not get around him for a little while at Phoenix, and then all of a sudden you say on your radio, caution, so I'm waiting, and you're like, "Oh, I think it was the 11 car." Because I heard, I heard, um, I heard on Kyle Scanner, Tony Hirschman say, "Bottom, bottom, bottom," with the with the 11. He said with the 11, but I thought he said the 11's in it. And I was saying, "Oh man, I think the 11 might have crashed." And, and four, so, and, and four and laps I, later, we didn't see. Yeah, that. Well, I've got the TV on, but I also have my phone on because Fubu on my phone is like a lap Fast. earlier than the TV. And then I then there goes Chase right around, and it's like. I mean, I can't be too disappointed because he's never been there before. But you said Chase wins Martinsville, he's getting in. I did say that, and it could very well have happened. It could have. Yeah, he, he had, had the, the best car. car. He had the best car. Um, I would have liked to see him, see him in Truex battle. I have no idea what would have happened at Texas because he didn't run enough races, uh, none for the laps. He had a top. I would have loved to have seen. Let me tell you what I would have loved to have seen. Phoenix, Chase being there instead of Blaney on the final restart. 
I would have loved to have seen that scenario, yeah. which I think we potentially would have seen that scenario had the, had it not happened. But yeah, I mean, and then he got out of the car, and now it's like the meme. It's like he just he's like a little teddy bear that lost its owner, and he he looks down, and it's like, well, I don't know. It's very, I don't know. It's I want to say it's just all, dejection. Yeah. And Let's go to Mr. Elliot and see what he had to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a continuation of our of our first two weeks, unfortunately. So, hated it for our Napa group. You know, we uh, probably had a, had a decent Napa Chevy today. Um, we were going to, you know, really tough in, in traffic to, to catch guys and, and pass and whatnot. So, um, but I felt like we were in a, you know, in a good position, running solid. Not sure, uh, you know, why, you know, why we had a tire go down, but seemed, I think that's what happened at least. Um, seemed like it. So, yeah, unfortunate, you know, it's uh, – yeah, like I said, these last really these last three weeks have been pretty rough. So hopefully Homestead goes better and we can uh, you know get a get a good season prepared for or get prepared you know good for next season and uh, get a good notebook for for next year. So that's what he told NBC. Rip. Um, stop. I I wanted Chase to match his wins this year. He did that, but the performance this year was way off. I think of what it was last year. It it was so up and down this year. Which last year wasn't great, right? So he's gonna win the Daytona 500. <laughs> he's got to finish one first. I know we're gonna be there, and if he wrecks there, if he wrecks at Homestead, and then wrecks at Daytona. It's like he's wrecked. He just keeps wrecking. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Meanwhile, then he delivers in maybe the biggest race of his life. I'm um, so sick of hearing about that. Congratulations, Denny Hamlin, man. He uh he put a whooping on the field there up to up to ten and, second and lead. I didn't one. see that initially. I mean, he couldn't get by Chase. I mean, yeah. I didn't see a 10, 12 second lead initially from Denny. Yeah, and then he got to the lead and just started ripping him off. Lapped up to like sixth place. Uh, the man was unstoppable. That team's definitely got an edge to it right now. Chris Gabehart's doing a tremendous job um, as crew chief, and they're definitely going to be a threat. Um, this weekend, you can almost guarantee that. But, um, yeah, huge lead, 10-point second championship race Bold. at this year, next year, yeah, with the I same package. That, I'm not even watching it. Man, that's going to be a I – mean, for Gibbs drivers, we're like, yeah! Yeah, right, Kyle has a t- – I mean, you're going to be just, you know, bouncing off the walls. Here and my thing is – and I'm not even super disappointed because Kyle has had race-winning speed. He had a race-winning car yesterday, but – what in the hell is in that 11 car is my question. Um, oh, it's Denny Hamlin's drive and determination is what made the difference. You know, maybe the top line on the re- final restart. Um, yeah, well, Den- Denny dominated. Congrats to him getting to the final four. It's You know, he said it himself. It's been a dream season for him and that entire group. And, you know, teams tend to have those type of years. This reminds, His season this year reminds me of a lot of Kyle's in 2015. You know, Adam was the crew chief. Um well, I don't oh. know that I would call 2015 a dream season when you break both your legs at the well, beginning and miss it was the definitely first a, however many races. Okay, well, don't call it a dream. Talk, call it a comeback season. This could be a comeback That's season for Hamlin as well. Um, it was Adam's first year, Adam Stevens' first year with Kyle in 2015. And they obviously, you know, when he got back in the car, he was just ripping off wins and um, pointed his way to the Final Four and won the championship. And um, I'm seeing a lot of that, you know, mentality and drive that, I saw in Kyle in 2015 and Denny this year. And, um, you know, I'm not saying he's going to win the championship. I'm not saying I wrecked him. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Wait, sitting what? here. I'm not sitting here saying I wrecked him on purpose. That's what Denny said at Martinsville oh. when he wrecked Chase. He said, I'm not sitting here saying I wrecked him on purpose. Has uh, Denny ever won Homestead? Uh, yes. He's won. A, he's Was won it Homestead. in the old configuration? Old configuration? See, do you not remember? Homestead used to look like Indy. Um, no, it was not the old configuration. Okay. No, um, but I believe yes, he he does have a win at at um, Homestead. Um, not that that really matters. Um, oh, but I, I gotta pull. The, I, uh... But yeah, so championship race here at Phoenix next year. Obviously, if you're a Gibbs if you're a Gibbs fan like I am, you're very excited for it. Uh, a little side note here: I saw a fun <laughs> someone tweeted Bob Levine this week, and, and Bob Levine is one of our favorites. Um, on Twitter, and someone tweeted him yesterday at the race. It was a picture of Jason Ratcliffe, and someone tweeted him. It was like at Bob Levine. It was like, if y'all hate on Toyota now, just get ready for next year because Bob Levine's about to unleash the beast on y'all's asses. <laughs> <laughs> it was a picture of Jason Ratcliffe. I'm gonna see if I can pull up the tree. Uh, I believe you're doing I that. Denny it. Hamlin got revenge on on 
Phoenix because in 2010 he went into Phoenix with a huge points lead, and they apparently had to pit for fuel with uh, so many laps to go. He ended up 12th, lost all these points to Jimmy Johnson, who I think won the race maybe, and went into Homestead. Denny still had a 15-point lead, but this is back when points were five points apiece, so it was only like three positions. And then he got to Homestead. Ah! Denny Hamlin's in the middle of that three-wide situation. So is Regan Smith. His teammate Kyle Busch put him in that situation there for a moment. Denny's on the low side of the track trying to get underneath Biffle. Oh, trouble. trouble, and it involves Hamlin. The championship points leader goes around, and can he save it? Caution is out. So Hamlin goes in with a 15-point lead. And a chip on his shoulder. And in the first, I don't know how many laps, spins the car out. Yeah. Championship over. Yeah, someone, Seabird tweeted Bob Avine. He said, all you Toyota haters, it's not going to get any better. At Bob Avine is about to unleash the beast on y'all's asses in 2020. <laughs> it's a picture of, of Jason Ratcliffe. <laughs> he looks like a superhero or something. Yeah. Jason Ratcliffe, he's definitely the man. He knows how he knows how to set up a car. He gave Matt Kenseth some of his, some of his best years. But uh, meanwhile, Cole Custer, I mean, excuse me, Christopher Bell had had uh, this to say to Cole Custer before the Xfinity race this weekend. I love this place, Cole. Christopher Bell loves Phoenix, but it, it wasn't nice to him this weekend. Um, you know, meanwhile, Xfinity and Cup championship race this this weekend too um, at Homestead. It's, it's trucks to. It, trucks too. Yeah, we. I mean, we overlooked that, but um, who do you got in the truck? Who do you who do you see winning it? Oh well, you want Ro- you think Ross Chastain? I'm rocking with Chastain, man. Who else is in it? I, I Brett Moffitt. We got um, Matt Crafton, Brett Moffitt, and uh, somebody else. Ooh, this this pains. I, I'm gonna go with with Moffitt. He won it last year. Yeah, I'm gonna go with him. I, oh, I believe it. Austin Hill. Austin Hill. Yeah. Did, oh, did he actually get in? I believe. Well, I don't. I don't think he did get in. Ooh, no, he didn't get in. Man, I don't know. Oh, no, maybe he did. I was thinking Xfinity, the guy who won the who won the Daytona. Who won at Daytona this year? Austin Hill. Oh, then he's not in the trucks. And the trucks are cut. Uh, no, he won Xfinity at at. Uh, so the points. Oh, the four is Stuart Friesen, Ross Chastain, Brett Moffitt. Oh, Stuart Friesen, Matt who won the race. Yeah, this so, weekend. Yeah, so Friesen is in. He looks to be strong. Um, I got Chastain winning the championship in the truck series. You've got Moffitt. Moffitt won it last year. He's definitely a solid driver in Xfinity. Obviously, I have Christopher Bell out of the four field, which is Christopher Bell, Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, and Justin Allgaier, who got his first win this of the season this past weekend. Who do you got? Uh, I got I got Bell. Yeah. So um, it'd be it'd be it's only fitting to see. Uh, Bell said he him and Jason Radcliffe had started working on that um, Homestead car the day after the Xfinity race last year at Homestead. So they are. They are well-equipped, well-prepared. Um, I think they are the favorite going in, and rightfully so. Christopher Bell has been nothing short of dominant this this year in the Xfinity Series, but anything goes down at Homestead. Speaking of dominant, we're overlooking, I think, the fact that during the first part of this race, Joey Logano was dominant at Phoenix. Yeah, and he went and from having the lead to getting lapped real quick. He, they drop the green flag. He wins the stage. So are you worried at this point? Because, yeah. I mean, this could be – I mean, if he wins, I knew Hamlin okay. was going to win. If he wins, it's okay for Kyle because yeah. Kyle then gets fourth. But if but at this point, he had tied points with Kyle. And I knew and highest finisher out of that was going to get Was going to get it. Yeah. Because the stages were over, points were tied, and if Hamlin – Wins the race, and Joey Logano finishes ahead of Kyle Busch. Joey Logano advances. Yeah, I was worried because I knew the 11 had the best car. And so then Logano came down pit road, and apparently they put air pressure in the car. And uh, and the well, tires. And then he went a lap down. Yeah. It was a disaster. Yeah, let's go to Joey's audio. No clue. No clue. It went from uh, you know, a car that can lead and win a stage and run really well. And uh, from what they told me, just an air pressure adjustment made it go from or a good winning car to can't stand a lead lap and uh, one of the tightest things I've ever driven. And I don't really understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's, you change tires and change a half pound of air. That sounds ridiculous. So uh, it is what it is. Just wasn't our year to, to make it, I guess. But um, we'll fight for fifth, I guess, uh, in points this, for this year. And we'll move on. So it stinks. It hurts a little bit. But we'll uh, live We'll live. Everything's going to be okay. Life, life's a lot worse uh, in other ways than for, for some. So we're so fortunate to be here and uh, get to do what we love. So um, it's a bummer for sure. It doesn't uh, 
can't take anything away from that, but it's just uh, part of the game sometimes. That's what you get for spinning out on purpose at Martinsville, Joey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I've ever seen that a car to go from first to worst in an entire run that like that. That is something I would do on Heat 4. Yes, start out with the lead and go lap down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, big bummer for that team. But uh, another Penske driver who had a really solid outing who showed up late in the season was Ryan Blaney. I mean, the nut, the nut, the squirrel and the nut actually got some pretty good finishes yeah, there toward, can, at Talladega. Kansas 12 fan is still probably pissed off at me. Um, sorry your guy didn't make the Final Four. I don't know how much of a surprise that is to you, but it's really not much to me. Um, yeah, Blaney showed up in this round. He, he did a whole lot better than I expected. Um, had a great race at Martinsville. Was pretty solid last week. or was, he, was, he was okay last week at Texas. Struggled with the, with the car and the tires on it. And then uh, this week he had a shot to win it at the end there on the final restart. Unfortunately, started on the bottom, and the bottom just doesn't grip up. Um, but we'll go to him and his audio. Trying to build off of what you learn and, and everything like that. Just a matter of... You know, gaining bonus points throughout the year. Uh, I think I look back, and that's one thing that hurt us. We didn't win races throughout the year in the regular season. That that hurts you. You know, you don't have any cushion to lay back on. So, especially when you get in these round of eights, uh, you know, and everyone's really good, and they got a bunch of bonus points, it's hard to kind of make it up. So, um, we'll go to work. We still got one more of these things in Miami. Hopefully, it goes well. But I can't thank Dex enough and Ford for what they did today. And um, excited to have Menards on the car next week to end out the year. I think that's always going to be the problem for Blaney because I don't see Blaney as somebody that's going to go out there and rack up six, seven wins in a season. I just don't see that from him. I don't know, man. Blaney's got a ton of potential. He's a phenomenal driver. Um, aside, oh, no doubt about that. Aside from, the jo- aside from the, my, you know, score finds a nut joke, I, I don't think that of Blaney. I, I think he's a great driver. I think he's more of a Matt Kenseth type driver where you're, he doesn't win a lot of races, but he's there. But he's, he's consistent. there. You know, maybe, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, time will tell. The guy's still young. Um, that team is still growing, and I think he's going to show up strong in 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 2020. So I'd like to see Paul Wolf go to Ryan Blaney next year, and that'll be an interesting shakeup. Um, obviously, Jimmy Bolin's the crew chief of Ryan Blaney right now. Um, there's rumbling saying you know this may be Paul Wolf and Brad Kozlowski's last year, and man, will I say Brad Kozlowski is stunk here recently. Oh, and he, um, he stayed out at, at Phoenix. Just um, a move in chicane. I mean, stayed out there and for no reason at all. And then they dropped a cylinder. I mean, it, it's just been a struggle bus with that, too. So maybe, maybe some revamps going on over there at, at, at Penske uh, might be needed. But, um, you know, big ups to Ryan Blaney. Had a, had a pretty decent uh, pretty decent year. I know they wanted more wins, but um, it is what it is, and we're moving on. So the moment you've all been waiting for. Our final four is set. We have Denny Hamlin, Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch is our final four. We're going to give you our picks, who we think is going to walk away with the championship next uh, next Sunday night. But may I add that this was brought to my attention a couple weeks ago. The day after Homestead next week, the date is 11, 18, 20, 19. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Well, but a Gibbs car might win a championship. <laughs> they got. I also got saw this. Seventy-five percent chance to win. I also saw this. Denny Hamlin could get his thirty-eighth Cup win this week. Win the championship. His birthday is on Monday. On his last day, being thirty-eight. And there's something else into it. I saw a tweet. It was it was something weird. Well, but isn't this just what are we even showing up at Homestead for? Just let Denny Hamlin take the. Green well, everybody's flag, already predicted Hamlin to win the championship. The garage, I mean, get why? Your trophy. What have we done this past? I'm not even gonna watch on Sunday. Yeah. All right, Timothy. Who do you who do you have winning the championship? Yeah. You know, assuming all all four of these guys were won one, two, three, four. I, which I'm gonna make a prediction that I do not believe the champion will win the race. All right, give me your top four in points. Top four in points. Give me a champion and three after. Martin Truex wins the championship. Okay. Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin. Whoa. <laughs> Denny Hamlin finishing fourth. Yeah. Kyle Busch second. That's a – wow. All right. Whoa. I mean, you're going to – I know what you're going to go with. i got to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think everybody says Truex, Truex. I mean, everybody says Hamlin, 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 Hamlin. But I do not the the experience that Cole Pern and Martin Truex have in these moments now. 
I mean, this is a first-time crew chief coming to Denny Hamlin, and this is the first time he's in the championship race. Now, Hamlin's been there before. He's faltered. But I think Cole Pern has got something up his sleeve. They're either going to be a – they're either going to do a Denny Hamlin type race at Phoenix or they're going to be a bust. Yeah. So I think Truex either wins it or I think he finishes fourth. Well, there's not many times in my racing. But I also think that Kyle Larson wins the race. Well, that's possible. But with this new package, Martin Truex said it's hard. It's really hard to run right up against the wall with this new package. You don't know if he's going to run the first lane or third lane. But he did say it's really hard to run the wall with this current package. So I, I don't, I don't know how much that helps Larson. Think that one of the four has a major problem at, at, at the, in the race. Yeah, it couldn't be possible. But as I was saying, I don't know many times since I've been a fan of the sport where Kyle Busch has been considered an underdog, and uh, he's definitely going into this week as the underdog. He had to point himself, point his way in. The other three won their way in. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't rock with my guy. I just think big time drivers. Show up in big time races and big time situations. Adam Stevens, Kyle Busch, phenomenal driver, phenomenal crew chief, phenomenal. I, I'll debate. Kyle Busch, out of these four, has the best pit crew, in my opinion. Um, in my opinion, sure. You know, I think so. I think I think um, I think it would do Cole Pern well and do a mid race crew swap and take some of Kyle Busch's crew <laughs> and Denny Hamlin's crew mid race like. Chad Canals did with Jeff Gordon. Yeah, I don't know how this race is going to end. I don't know if it's going to be a short run. I don't know. Um, Here, here's what I want to know from you being a Joe Gibbs Racing fan. Okay. You've got three Joe Gibbs Racing drivers racing for the championship. Very well could be one, two, three. Hamlin, is he right to knock Bush out of the way to win the championship? Truex, is he right to knock Bush out of the way to win the championship? Bush, is he right to knock Hamlin out of the way to win absolutely. the championship? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Knock him out of the way and wreck him or just knock him out of the way? Anything to win a championship. When a championship's on the line, you're going to do anything you want to get that championship because you don't know if you're ever going to have these moments again in your racing career. I mean, these are once-in-a-lifetime type stuff for some drivers. You just don't know when you're going to be back. Um, and I would, if, if Denny Hamlin is right behind Kyle Busch, I would, I would fully expect him to knock him out of the way. I Vice also, versa. I mean, we're not, the person we're not talking about is Kevin Harvick. Yeah. And I, I would not put any sneaky thing past him and Rodney Childress. Well, me, me neither. But the thing I struggle with is like, do they, does he have the speed to beat those, the, the Gibbs cars? So, I mean, obviously Kevin Harvick is he solid. He had the speed at Texas. Yeah. You know, he's had, had the speed at New Hampshire. And yeah. where else did he win this year? Um, so at times, I think he does. Is this is this going to be one of those times, though? Kevin Harvick is a flick of the light, lighter type driver this year. When the lighter flicks, there goes the there goes the flame. But when it when it's off, it's off. And you don't know which Kevin Harvick. I don't know which Kevin Harvick's going to show up to Homestead. He hasn't shown up at Homestead, and I mean he's been in the Final Four how many straight years? Is this the third straight year or the fourth straight year? Uh, 17, 18, the third straight. And the last two, he hadn't done nothing. Right. So, so. who knows? But my – obviously, my champion is Kyle Busch. You guys know I'm a, I'm a Busch fan. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, I'm going with him. Are you going to be upset if he doesn't win it? Like, I mean, I see you um, get upset. Was I upset last year? I mean, he uh, – No, but I think you're different this year. You're, I've, it's, you're a little bit different this year. Will I be – because I feel like we have so much more invested in this. We've yeah. been to the we've been to I feel like we've been to half the races this year. Yeah. Um I think the right word is disappointed. Um I will be upset if a Gibbs car doesn't win a champion win the championship. I'll be upset if Harvick wins. I'll be disappointed if Kyle doesn't win. Um, uh, yeah, thanks for the reminder. Shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. Um Yeah, I think the word is disappointed. I think when you go in there with a the shot to win Either you win, but you will you be surprised. You won't be surprised if he doesn't win, right? No, not at all. Nothing surprised me anymore. I'll only be surprised if Harvick wins. Yeah, I mean, all four teams are phenomenal teams, and you know, I mean, but yeah, nonetheless, Kyle Busch is my champion. Second in points, I'm gonna go with Denny Hamlin. Third, I'm gonna go with Martin Truex Jr. Actually, swap that. Eh, nope, don't swap it. Denny Hamlin second, Truex third. 
Harvick fourth in uh and and points to end it. I could be totally wrong. I'd be totally right. I mean, I think it it's not good for Denny Hamlin. Everybody this week is going to basically say you're going to win this race. You're going to be the and, and Kyle Busch. Well, everybody's come already in, said that, right? Kyle Busch is going to come in. Now he's backed it up. He backed it up at Phoenix. Kyle Busch is going to come in. Guns the, I think that's good for Kyle Busch. I think it's good for well. Joey Logano came in. I as think Martin Truex is kind of there on his own. He, I don't think he's kind of. He's had three weeks to prepare. Right, and I think Harvick and Bush are kind of like, well, we're throwing we're in the kitchen fly sink. Under the radar, and you know, here we go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Joey Lado- Joey Logano is an underdog, quote unquote, last year came through, won it. I mean, Kyle Busch is an underdog. That's I don't know if you can ever consider Kyle Busch an underdog. But it's got to be so odd though, because you've got three teams. And everything's an open book, so you can, yeah. you know, oh, they're faster than us in practice. Let's go see what they try. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's got to be like, like, I, I just, that's got to be an... Uh, it's the it's the best, but the worst position to be in. Right. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out this week. Obviously, Gibbs, first organization with three cars in the Final Four, that is... Stupid impressive. 18 wins out of the 35 races this year. That's also dumb impressive. And Martin um, Truex, the winningest driver. Yes. And um, Which, what a year it's been uh, I mean, for Gibbs. Would it be a surprise? I mean, not knowing, not, not knowing, I mean, knowing how he's run, it, and I think he's the favorite, Truex, I don't think it would be a surprise that he wins a championship. But I think it is a surprise if we flash back to, okay, he's going to Gibbs. And then to say he's, he's going to win the championship the first year he's at Gibbs. Yeah, that's because yeah. I think I remember you saying I think they're going to struggle a little bit getting the well, and they did the early Gibbs program they did they, but they are quick learners. But when they turned it on, they turned it on. Um, yeah, it, it's just Gibbs year, man. This one's for JD. Um, yeah. Well, and uh, I think Truex should have won the championship last year. Yeah, yeah, he should have won last year. I mean, he could be the first back to he could be the first one in this in the Final Four era to win two championships. No one's ever done that, right? And somebody's going to do that, or Denny Hamlin's going to win his first. Yeah, which is also very possible. But we're going to move on now to Magic Eight Ball. This seems to be a very popular segment, and uh, in the turn sh- my volume down so I don't blast yeah, the background. This, eight is, ball music. this is a very popular segment in the show. You guys have loved it, and we appreciate it. Uh, we we enjoy doing it, and. Uh, Maybe as much as you guys enjoy it. But uh, my question, will will Kyle Busch win the championship? Roll the Magic 8 ball. No. <sighs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ruh-roh. Will Denny Hamlin win the final? Win, win the championship? The answer is yes. Damn, the 8 ball's, the eight ball's drinking the Kool-Aid, too. Um, will Kevin Harvick win the championship? Count on it. Will Martin Truex win the championship? I have no idea. Yeah. Will well, Chase Elliott wreck at Homestead? Count on it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Magic 8-Ball doesn't really seem to be wrong. Of course. Um, one more question for Magic 8-Ball until we put uh, Mr. 8-Ball at rest for the season. Will Christopher Bell walk away with the championship this year? I have no idea. Well, it's going to be a battle, Magic 8-Ball. All right. Well, that wraps up. We Mag- need to get a smarter 8-Ball. Yeah, we do. That's going to wrap up Magic 8-Ball for, uh, for, man, for the season. That that sucks. Uh, so we're not doing, like, Magic 8-Ball predictions for next year? We'll bring Magic 8-Ball back. I'm not going to say it'll be in the segment every week. Uh, we might bring so back. no Magic 8-Ball next week? Um, no. Um, we might bring back a, a fan favorite, Connor's Conspiracy, over the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy almost choking on his chaw well, I was over ta- there. I was thinking when you were talking about Roger Penske buying everything, Mafia money got that, right? Uh, I didn't want to say it, but. God knows I was thinking it. So we got a lot lot more to come. Hey, thank you so much for sticking around for this episode. It's going to wrap up episode 41 of For the Lead. Just a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at For the Lead, on Instagram at For the Lead, and on Facebook if you're on there at For the Lead, YouTube to For the Lead. Um, We appreciate you guys listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. Hey, let us know your predictions for this weekend. You can tweet us. Uh, I just gave you all our handles, so you can find us on there. Let us know what you think. You could go to Apple and give us a five-star rating and leave a really nice comment. We would greatly appreciate that. But uh, thanks for sticking around for this episode. We'll catch you guys next week, post-championship edition. Crash. Trouble.